0: Hello, I'm Livy and welcome to my very first podcast with Livy. Each week I sit down with my incredible guests to find out about their journey of growing their personal brands online, exploring their human design, some of the challenges and standout moments that define who they've become today. I've honestly loved sitting down with each guest and I've learned so much. I leave each episode just feeling full of ideas, inspiration and motivation. I really hope you enjoy listening to this first series. Here's a snippet of what's to come.
1: Don't get carried away with perfectionism because that's going to control your creative process and it's going to like impact how much impact you can have.
0: For me, it's really supporting women to see themselves, like really see themselves and really allow that, that we know, truth and expression to come through because that impacts, you know, who we are in our business.
1: There's a power in, I think, keeping things niche. Something that might seem really niche, especially in today's world, like that has the power often to cut through the noise. You know, if you can nurture a small community of people, you can make a very successful business. The number one is
0: like you,
1: like the real
0: you. And the more like unfiltered and expressive and maybe even polarizing you are, like, the better, because uh, you're not for everyone, and you don't want to be, trust me. Having and running a business and a brand is the most powerful personal development program you could ever put yourself on because it shines the light on all your shadows. It was literally like alchemy. I was able to transform my shame into healing, into vulnerability, into sales. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. In this week's episode, I speak with Kagi Dunlop, founder, host, and author of Saturn Returns, an astrology and personal development brand. I first met Kagi back in 2019 when I hosted a human design workshop in London, which she came along to. We stayed in touch and she invited me onto her podcast, Saturn Returns, which started in 2020. She's seen huge success since, growing the podcast to seven series, hosting live shows, and has since become an author of the book Saturn Returns. I talked to Kagi about some of the defining moments in growing her personal brand, how she's navigated being a projector and building her business, how she came to write her book and what's on the horizon for her now plus so much more. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. So hi Kagi, welcome to the podcast. So good to have you here would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners let us know who you are and what you do
1: sure uh, my name is Kagi and I am the founder and host of Saturn Returns which is a astrology and personal development brand podcast building out into a multimedia company wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like change my language around it to kind of demonstrate where I want to go I think that's a really powerful tool when people are communicating like who they are and what they do
0: yeah so true and I think sometimes we just unconsciously like we'll just speak about it through the language that we know and that it's actually a conscious effort to yeah talk about direction right of like where you want to go with it
1: yeah and also I-, I think as women we tend to put ourselves down like I've noticed when I like my Partner is like called me out on it when we meet new people and I say oh yeah I'm like sheepishly saying I'm like I do it like a spirituality podcast and he's like no it's more than that and I'm like is (laughs) it me but you know I bumped into so I had lunch with a friend who's in works in like the same kind of space and she was she's like about to get a a more a permanent job in it, but she was like, "I can literally make up my title. Like, what should I be?" And I was like, "You can just say like whatever it is. So, you know, shoot for the moon.
0: Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's so true about women, isn't it? Just kind of like, oh, this is me. This is what I do. Whereas men are just unapologetically go out there and just own it. Exactly. Um, so I'm
1: yeah. trying to own it a little more.
0: Good. Yeah. So, do you want to talk to us a little bit about? Um, yeah. What was the I guess the impetus or the reasoning behind wanting to start um your brand so
1: the long answer I'll give the long answer
0: for it. um you know
1: my career and history has gone into a lot of different spaces I've done tv I've done music I was doing acting in LA and it was during this time when I was in LA and I moved there when I was 27 and I had these hopes and aspirations like a lot of people do when they move to LA but then something in me started to shift and I felt very separate from the group of friends I had grown up with but I didn't really have a community at that point I felt very much in no man's land and I started meeting people that were kind of bring me to these more esoteric things and introduce me to these spiritual teachers. But I was so, I'd say I was always a spiritual person, but I never ever imagined working in that space or even that it was a space you could work in. Do you know what I mean? It just seems foreign and coming from quite a commercial industry and background in the entertainment industry. I was just like, okay, this stuff is nice. It actually makes me feel a bit better, but like, I don't know. I don't know about it kind of thing. Mm. Um, But I guess all those little things kind of were paving the way for me. And they gave me a lot of guidance and a lot of calm during that transition. And then I I wish I knew who it was because I get asked this so much. (laughs) I don't know who told me that I was about to go through my Saturn return. I just remember being like, oh, okay. And they explained a little bit about it. And I guess it just planted a seed Mm. And so then I was and then I'd also connected with Nora, who does the astrology for Saturn Returns, and we only connected on Instagram. So it was just this like strange online relationship where we would just get into all these conversations about astrology and the planets, what was going on. And I then was back in London working in music. And every time we had a meeting, my manager's afterwards would be like you speak well have you ever considered doing a podcast cuz you know that's becoming in a very popular medium and i was like yeah i have actually thought and i'd started one in la which not many people know it's called girls guide to the galaxy so it's basically the same sort of formula but i it was quite that was really early on in the podcast game but i just as many of the things that i started i didn't because <laughs> i was like no, I want to be doing this. No, I want to be doing that. And I had no idea how that would be a career at that point. It was really more of a just yeah thing to do. And so I spoke to a couple of different people about doing a podcast back in London. Hmm. And for me, it was really important to have autonomy over it because I think in essence as well, your Saturn turn is about becoming like your authentic. Mm and you know what also a lot of people don't know is the people that did made in chelsea approached me asking me whether i wanted to do a podcast with them and i was just like you know what i've traveled down this road before and no but it again was one of those things that encouraged me like that it was a podcast yes but in that it wasn't going to be i don't want to say manufactured but it was not going to be controlled by anyone else Yes, Um, And then the Saturn Returns concept in it was that when I was in LA, I had started writing a script idea or like a TV show idea, like something that was called Saturn Returns. I'd written this whole story. But again, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. So I parked it. But then I decided that actually, perhaps that was a good vehicle for the concept. And to marry those two things. And that is how Saturn Returns was born.
0: I did not know that I don't know why I didn't know that but yeah not not
1: many people do not many people do know that I don't think I've ever talked about it before that much so yeah
0: that's interesting because I think when you were speaking that I was like there is a thread here of like people inviting you because they recognize something within you to kind of start something and then it was only around like I guess the thing that felt right for you intuitively to to move it along
1: well yeah as you know I'm a projector so like I need the invitation but I think in the past you know also I went back to LA quite recently for a music project and it was so interesting for me to be there now and how much I've changed and you know Hmm. I've built but also when I was there like I couldn't discern things for myself my intuition was just not on or I wasn't listening to it and so people would invite me to things but it was like not the right invitation and I felt
0: very lost within that so yeah do you mean initially when you went as opposed to more recently is that what you're saying yeah so initially when I was
1: there for a couple of years I got really lost because I couldn't trust I don't know I wasn't able I wasn't able for someone to go hey like we want you to do this and me go Thank you, but no. I would just wanted to kind of a people please, and I was like, oh yeah, that you know when you convince yourself Mm -hmm. something, an opportunity, even actually when you look back retrospectively, and you're like, my body was saying no, no,
0: yeah. And you have splenic authority in human design, which is all about the body giving you signs. Like your body knows first, essentially, right?
1: And that was like one of the biggest Saturn returns wake up calls for me. Yeah, when I when I actually and it happened through. you know it happened in career it happened in relationship it happened in friendship it happened in every aspect of my Mm -hmm. life like my body was telling me and I wasn't listening Mm. why Mm.
0: and then I think it just like repeats that kind of lesson until we actually until we actually start listening to it Mm. and
1: obviously you know it's it like you say it's more personal for me given my human design but I also think that it's it's a valid thing for and I would say most women it's probably mm. most people, but women tend to be more intuitive and in like it's more of I think more of a feminine trait to be more like in the body or listen to the body in that kind of way. you know, ma- the masculine is a bit more linear and logical. so, yes, we, so we we disengage from it
0: mm. yeah, or like it's numb, so we can't feel what's going on, yeah, yeah and then I think on that invitation point as well like you can have invitations I think as projectors that actually don't feel like you know people can invite you but unless they're really rooted in recognition of you and your gifts and you feel like I think we feel that as projectors right like we feel it when somebody actually recognizes us and we feel seen like it's something that's kind of felt in our body Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah when like yeah I think it's it's a good point in terms of like if projectors are listening like are, are, you know is the invitation actually rooted in real recognition of you because I'm sure you've had many invitations for different things like you know within your career and I think you've probably like I guess there's a knowing there around like do they actually see me for
1: me but I, th- I think and again that was not really on my radar because yeah. I didn't really know Mm. I want I never asked myself what I truly wanted my entire life up until I was 30 was really based on creation and shape-shifting so if someone I wanted to be whoever people wanted me to be so any invitation that was like we see you as this and this and it's this and I'm like oh that sounds wonderful I'll do it (laughs) you know my nature is I like I have a strange sort of dichotomy between liking direction and hating authority so like I yeah. like to be guided mm. but if it's not coming from the right place or if it's not in real alignment it won't work no, yeah
0: yeah th- that speaks to me because you've got a lot of individual circuitry in your human design and individuals they don't like necessarily being told that they're meant to pave their own way Right, mm-hmm. they're meant to almost like be deaf to the community to the collective and it's actually them about like, you know, the themes are innovation and like creation and that kind of it's like you paving your own way as opposed to being told what to do so yeah Yeah. but then I guess we're projected sometimes we need guidance because we can't see ourselves around like what the hell is the thing that I am good at like that I can share with the world right yeah I mean that yeah that
1: speaks to me so much and I wrote about it in the book of how you know sometimes you have to walk a path that others can't see oh within that you also need little spirit guides along the way to hold you a lantern when it does get dark because otherwise it, it gets to the point where you're just kind of in the wilderness and you're like should I go back where everyone else was <laughs> <laughs> don't feel this is heading and you can you can get lost and I have got lost so yeah. it's a kind of balancing act mm,
0: so true so true so talk to us about the book
1: so the book I mean the book came about super early actually when I put out episode one of Saturn Returns in lockdown um, someone from Orion which is a publishing division of Ashet reached out and said I love this concept you know we look after books in a similar space have you ever considered writing one and I actually was invited to write a book post Made in Chelsea days and some they had like a ghost writer do an hour again no one knows this i've never told anyone this the <laughs> voice writer did an hour with me or like a couple of hours about my story and i guess they kind of want they obviously wanted to kind of piggyback off the back of maiden chelsea and it was right. a kind of memoiry thing mm. and i remember reading what they'd written and i was like absolutely not no mm. one can ever see this again <laughs> it was like it was an opportunity but it was so not who I am, or how I ever wanted to come across. It was like they'd taken the reality show version of Kagi, which right. I literally wanted. Like, I and I, I when I say I wanted to die, I don't mean I wanted to die. Yeah, I wanted that version of me to die. And I speak about this again in in the book. This idea of like rebirth and death, and you know, Saturn is a lot about that. Mm. You know, it's associated with the Grim Reaper for a reason, but not all deaths are bad. And so like we go through such an evolution in our lives of I think it's so important to let go of past versions of ourselves. So, again, like I parked that when I was like, I don't want to do that kind of book. But I knew that I had a book in me. And so when this opportunity came around, I was like, yes, this feels right. And they said, do you want a ghostwriter? And I said, absolutely not. I will write it myself. Yeah, I didn't under I didn't. um, I did underestimate what that would (laughs) entail, because it has been a lot, but I'm so glad that I did it my way, and that I've written, I can say that hand on my heart, I've written every single word, so I mean, if it it bombs, I might take that back, but you know, just to actually be so so authentic really vulnerable about my own saturn return journey everything that i l- learned along the way interweaved with astrology from Nora. so we kind of like draw the parallels between the two so you can see like my experience and how that relates to saturn and your saturn return. so yeah. it's um it's kind of the book i wish i had during that
0: time oh that's beautiful yeah, yeah amazing and um, if you were kind of thinking about like, I guess, like the journey of the brand, what would be, maybe the book is one of them, but like, what are some of the defining moments um, in building the brand? Sometimes?
1: That's a really good, that's a really good question. I think it's, you know, it's important. And I say this to myself today, probably in the way that I'm feeling like we can get so caught up in what's next or what's not happening. Hmm. and Get really stuck in a comparison, kind of paralysis of like, oh, they're doing that. Should I be doing that? And that's the danger in social media, especially when you're in that mindset that you start then, like going down a scroll hole. And it's so important to actually check in and reflect on like what you have achieved and those those goals like being met rather than like just racing onto the next. So I'm glad that we're doing this. Yeah. yeah. Highlight. Um, I think doing the live show mm. we've done we've done a few live shows we've done like some tours but last January when I did one in London I think having you know because a lot of people have podcasts now and it's a very saturated space but seeing the community all together and, and like hearing their questions and how they supported one another like that is so amazing for me because I think the the essence of the show being about Integrity, authenticity, vulnerability, has then attracted an audience that shares those values, which I think is really a wonderful thing. So that was definitely a real highlight, and feeling that support because it's it just doesn't it's not the same online. No matter what anyone says, like it's just not. And for me, being able to hug people and you know hear their stories personally was just a huge moment so definitely that and then
0: on that had you envisioned like at the moment you were sort of like thinking about what and starting it that that would be part of the journey of it to do the shows and no no and I think that that
1: I think that that's important when starting anything because it obviously you want to have these aspirations and stuff, but I think that that can stall us because then if they don't materialise in this way that we we hope they will, we feel like it's failed. Whereas I think for me it was like. I just loved the process of creating it and it wasn't really anything more than that I never was like oh this is going to be my business I never ever thought like oh I'll be, be then calling myself a founder or I did sort of hope that it could evolve but I was quite open to what that would look like yeah and actually just having those conversations with people that I wanted to have conversations with was it for me that was it yeah
0: yeah that yeah and that speaks to like I think again something in human, your human design which is all about like being motivated by what we call innocence it's kind of like this it's not necessarily about like the power and where you're going and what's going to work and what isn't working but actually just being like I guess unattached really and like innocently just having the conversations and seeing what is actually going to happen instead of being really strategic about it Um,
1: yeah I really struggle with the strategic bit but I also think that it's it's important and valuable especially at the stage I'm at now and that's when I'm like oh my god what's the strategy (laughs) because I just I literally love operating in life just kind of being like you know I have like meetings I'm like I'm not even really sure who this is with like Cause there are so many different pockets <laughs> going on now where sometimes I'll jump on and they'll be talking about something that's happening next week. And I'm just, <laughs> <not it. laughs> and I, yeah. And I just love that. And I, I'm very, like I will honestly walk on a stage where I don't know who I'm talking to or what's about to happen. Like that is when I'm in my kind of, like, sort of genius Yeah, but when it comes to being strategic and planning and, having like a pathway that is not that is not me Mm, yeah and ironically that is very like Saturn you know it's like (laughs) come on yeah and I just want to be in the cloud. (laughs) yeah that's why I need need people around me that are strategic
0: yeah yeah well I mean we can't be gifted at everything right no yeah so yeah so yeah, what what's sort of next after? So you had no idea about like the direction of it. It was just like starting out innocently, recording the conversations and then the live show happened. What what would you say kind of came next in terms of big moments or?
1: I think also it's valid to say that when it was all coming together, like I'm not working with them anymore, but I had, you know, a team of people that has now evolved But I think having a team of people around you, I don't know whether it's something to do with my design, but it's really important for me to have like people that see the vision and are all doing their thing to kind of contribute to it because it takes a village. Like you can't, and also, you know, to go back to what we were just saying, I'm I'm more of a visionary, but I'm not very good at materializing things or bringing things into reality. And so- that can be immensely frustrating sometimes when i have concepts or ideas and i don't know how to execute them or communicate them so i think you know actually seeing those elements come together and that's with the music that was just exactly how i envisioned it like i had this thing where i was like i want it to like have sort of true romance theme tune bit going on and like to have like these kind of instruments and have someone actually go oh yeah I know exactly how to do that who's an expert in their field and sort of like cherry picking all these people that then like bring it all together and I think that is something that I think is yeah that was such a highlight as well actually just in the early stages and then working with Eva who's the photographer we've always worked together since On getting the imagery right because again it's like you can have an idea of something and I actually tried to do a shoot before Eva and it just wasn't right it just didn't work and luckily the people around me saw that and they were like you need to do this again and I'm so glad I did because that has like been the gift that's kept giving with that imagery and that whole thing that built the whole brand
0: yes yeah it just goes to show like the power of like yeah getting the brand identity right. Um, how yeah,
1: it's easy to overlook.
0: 100%, especially when you're starting out, because it's like, do I invest in this? Like, is this exactly. work? Exactly, and I think
1: for people listening, like when you are starting, I definitely fall into a, oh, I don't want to spend loads of money on that. And then I start going like, well, what it probably won't work. It might not be successful. So I don't want to invest in it in this way. But actually there's something that happens, I think energetically when you, you commit differently when you've invested financially oh yeah a hundred percent and that i believe tends to pay off
0: Mm, i love and i love those like yeah the kind of yeah the images that you have um connected to the brand like it feels very unique and it feels very um i don't know just like it it matches i feel like the essence of what you put out into the world which is which is hard to do oh yeah Yeah. And I think for me, for example, somebody who's had like, I've got an open identity center in human design and I feel like what I do often changes and, um, you know, even around identity kind of changing a lot. Like I feel like sometimes it's hard to be consistent, but, you know, one of the pillars really of growing a successful personal brand is consistency. Right. And kind of like, so people who, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually quite difficult, I think, and challenging when you are setting you be consistent but not overly repetitive Mm, yeah yeah um it's not easy like it is not easy but I think like that like that kind of um that consistency is what creates the sort of like the trust in the brand doesn't it like time and time again coming back and seeing like know similar images that we like it's like listening to a song isn't it like you you don't tire of listening to songs I mean you can do but usually like your favorite songs you can just play over and over and over again right yeah Um, yeah. yeah so okay so and um yeah having the right team around you I think it's so true as well you know as projectors like we can't do everything we're not here to be doing all the doing we're kind of like what's the thing that we're here to be recognized and seen for um you know landing in that kind of role of guiding and not actually doing all the doing so having the right support around you is so important isn't it because I think we can just overwork to the point of exhaustion right exactly. yeah. Uh, yeah and that's something I have to be mindful
1: of and I always kind of think of my human design when I'm doing this because I've like recently been working sometimes when like, I I'm like working 12 12 hours <laughs> for me before that was like not an option but I also noticed that when you know i said before we started recording that sydney who works with me is away and i feel like i'm without a limb because not only do i not have someone to like bounce things off but i just need that kind of communication that like person that kind of keeps me in check that i can you know know what i have to do and know that they're doing their bit and we kind of like co-create together where it reminds me actually of how i felt before having that and trying to do everything on my own I'm like no wonder things weren't connecting I was yes. trying to put all the hats and do all the things and doing things that like I was just not good at mm, mm.
0: yeah it shame it changes everything when I think you get the right support and like uh, the people who get you as well yeah. you know um, hard to find. yes yeah so true um so with your design, you've got the four, you know, and you've got the four one profile and like community is everything for fourth lines. And often our opportunities kind of lie in our community. Right. So I'd love to hear a little bit about like the community element of the brand, but also like how you how opportunities and if opportunities have kind of come about through people, you know.
1: As in through people I know, like personally
0: personally or just like in your yeah i guess in your broader sort of like network like how how you've gone about like asking and finding guests to interview like is it through connections or um like what has happened there in terms of like people yeah building the brand and through connections and people you know
1: yeah that's interesting cuz community i think is what i constantly come back to as being the heart of Saturn Returns. And I say that because the nature of the show is really about like personal introspection, but it also like people are so vulnerable with me when they message me about the show. And I also am very vulnerable on it and it creates this connection. And actually it shows that that's what, I think that's what people are craving now more than, Ever, I didn't interview yesterday with someone. It was a totally different subject, but it was about how like we aren't spending like government money on community spaces like we used to, and so we're actually losing that side of of society and spending more and more energy and on time online, and that comes with a lot of advantages because you can nurture a community online like I do. That's how I built the podcast, yeah. but I don't think it can substitute for the real thing of being together in person so I think that you know in terms of thinking about the future next year we're doing the live show in January but I also want to be doing far more in real life things and meeting people on smaller scale again like the live shows it's like more on a stage and yes I get to meet everyone after but I want to be I want to have like experiences with the community. I did a focus group with some of them the other day and it was only like 25 of them. And it was just like chatting with friends. And I was like, this is epic. Like they <laughs> so lovely and kind and warm and real. And I was like, yeah. wow, I can't believe that th- this is it. And I think that's where my energy needs to keep flowing going mm. into next year. And that's going to be a big priority. And in terms of like finding the guests and stuff like that, I mean, that all happens very organically, and I like it to come from me because it's often so funny. Like, I'll listen back to episodes that I recorded like three, four weeks ago, and I will have lived everything we're talking about since. And I'm like, kind of listening there, like, and there's a voice in my head that's going, See? <laughs> 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 and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is quite weird. It's, yeah. weird. it's almost like I'll end, and that's happened throughout the seasons. It's like, Will intellectualize something. Hmm. I'll kind of compute it. I'll know what that person's teaching me, and then it will happen in my wow. real life. So there's always been this like thread of accountability of like I have to live what I'm what I'm speaking about, what I'm learning about, because like otherwise I can't. I should never be doing the show because it, it that's what everyone else hopefully listening is doing as well. They're kind of like yeah. taking on the lessons as they hear them so that's been quite interesting
0: and that's, then do you have like an example or like a real life example what can I say so what can I actually share because it's it <laughs> not like, too private yeah yeah it's
1: quite private and I'm like <laughs> oh my god this is so weird and the one that I'm thinking of like I don't actually want to share because <laughs> being but um yeah. mm, mm, I, I don't know. The, I, the only <laughs> thing I want to say is the one that I can't say. Don't say it,
0: it, it don't trust say it. Me on that. It's I like, guess maybe it can be like more broadly, it would be like, for example, if something should like, you do something on relationships and then like.
1: Well, yeah, it, I can show. I, so I had Mark Groves back on last week and, or yeah. well, this week, sorry. And he, um, when he first came on, so he was like my dream guest for Saturn Returns. Like his podcast helped me through a really rough breakup. And he's just—I just love the way he speaks—and so I always wanted to get him on, but I didn't have any kind of connection with him. But then someone else came on the podcast, and they—they they knew him. And that's then what I, I mean, yeah. yeah. And that's how it's always—that's how it's always like happened. And so sometimes I get people, I'm like, how the fuck have I got them? Because I've always wanted them, but I've never like—it's—it's it's rarely from. Sometimes it is, but it's rarely from like hustling to get them. You know, it's from kind of putting it out there and then some kind of connection happening and then moving on it. Yes. But when I had, eventually had Mark on, his stuff, for those that don't know, centers around relationships and he's a human connection specialist. So mm-hmm. I was super nervous about interviewing him, trying to be cool. But I thought well, something had ended, the sort of relationship situation had ended two days before. Mm-hmm. and. I hadn't really processed the whole thing, and it wasn't—it wasn't something that was like a huge deal. It wasn't like I was in love or anything, but it had had quite a dramatic ending that just gave me kind of like a emo- like a whiplash almost. I was like, "What the hell just happened there?" Yeah. And then me and Mark started covering, you know, the anxious avoidant dance and an- attachment style, yeah, and also about you know, as we grow up, the things that we cut away about ourselves that we think aren't acceptable or aren't worthy and then suddenly like it was it brought that experience into the interview and I got it became almost like a therapy session I got quite emotional about it and it allowed me to draw the line between like connect the dots between what had happened in my younger life and like how I showed up in relationship or what I wasn't able to ask for and so it was so medicinal for me to actually have that conversation with him so like I guess that's a small example of I'm living what I'm speaking. yes,
0: yeah. Yeah. especially because, like you say, authenticity is such a huge and vulnerability is such like huge pillars of the brand. Yeah. so yeah so important so yeah that's the kind of thing that I was. Ta- I m- mean is that I'm, I'd imagine like as a fourth line a lot of the people that you interview have come through people you know or of some it doesn't have to be like a direct connection but like yeah. um, especially guests that you're like I don't know yeah there's just opportunities
1: Or oh, and it's always like that because I always trust as well that like people will fo- I mean Sydney who I work with he's a bit more formulaic and systematic and she's like okay we we need like these people like next guest booked in whereas once I'm in flow I'm like the right people will come when they're supposed to come and it will be what I need to learn and it will be what the collective need and kind of trust in that.
0: Yeah that's beautiful. So where do you feel like the brand is going? Like you mentioned community next year but what else is kind of on the horizon or do you like do you do you do that kind of strategy planning like with the brand?
1: I need not. to, and I, I think December is the time for actually doing it because, again, like to live by Saturn's principles, if it's not structured and rooted in reality, like Saturn, doesn't like that. So <laughs> that, that's the kind of beautiful irony, I think, of someone like me doing a brand round Saturn and Saturn Turn. It's like so on me. Yeah, that's the kind of the the beauty of it, in a way. It's because its principles were so foreign. Um, So I do think that December will be creating those goals and like being strategic about them because we have so much going on next year. If it doesn't have those concrete structures and boundaries, then it could get a little bit all over the place. Mm -hmm. The book coming out, then the courses are going to launch after the book, which has a big community element, which will be mainly online, but also in real life events. And then the other thing that I'm doing that's a complete sort of separate entity um, is music. So I'm going to be releasing music after that. But then I want to be doing retreats. Wow. Yeah, and more sort of, or like day festivals and things. And again, we're just going to start small and test it out. But I think I went to a wellness summit event retreat thing a couple of weeks ago, um, about a month ago, actually. And it was I've been so consumed with the book that I have been alone quite a lot and working from home yeah. and actually being around like minded people that are in the spirituality and wellness space and being with them for five days was like the best medicine for me. And it made me realize how much I actually I need to be around people. You yeah. know?
0: Yeah. Fourth lines need their people. They just need to be like, yeah, in connection. It's just like this thread of connection of service of love of relationships of like warmth so
1: yeah yeah that's the thing it's not just any people it was like these kind of people that were really warm really loving like really tactile like I just love being in that energy
0: yeah yeah oh that's so beautiful I love that um what do you feel like the the major Saturn return lessons have been for you and now you're kind of like coming out of the other side of it or um what are the sort of like the themes specifically within your chart that you have learned from saturn um you know in the work that you've been doing
1: that's a good question so within the book there is a sort of different themes that i pick out and then also in the course and i think that they are obviously particular to me given my placement so mm. saturn is in my fourth house mm-hmm. the house of communications mm. so you know Nora always says within that like one that will mean that i will find it hard to speak my truth sometimes and it's sort of like shadow side but also how important it is for me to have an authentic community that i'm sharing things with and ideas with um also Saturn being in the sign of Capricorn for me means that I can be overly perfectionistic about things and give up on things before, before really trying. And we kind of mentioned that at the start of the episode, like I would, I've had so many half finished projects that I will just abandon. <laughs> is that perfectionistic thing. And so for me to stay on course and see things through to the end is incredibly hard. And it really requires that I have people around me holding me accountable because I'm qu- quite inclined to give up because of that tendency. So, those are like my more personal things, but I try to keep the themes that I teach within the book and the courses more broad. So, they are applicable to not only anyone going through their Saturn return, but anyone going through any kind of transition in life. And so, it's themed around identity and purpose, um, death and rebirth. You know, this idea that we spoke about the mm. beginning of like identity deaths, ego deaths, like, a lot comes crumbling down during your Saturn return and that can feel really challenging for people because we will like to stay in the familiar even if it's a familiar pain because Mm. we're so afraid of the unknown and the kind of emptiness but it's kind of about like embracing that and moving resisting it less and moving with it more because I think the It's the resistance to things that causes us more pain than the thing itself. And we are like, if you just look at even the language around Saturn Return is like this terrifying thing, like good luck in your Saturn Return. You know, it's really, it's like satinophobic, you know, Mm -hmm. and so big mission of mine is like, this was like the best period of my life. And again, if we want to just kind of disengage momentarily from the, astrology piece for people that might be like I don't really understand that side it's mm-hmm. just like anything that you go through like your the end of your 20s are a big initiation into adulthood regardless of your belief in astrology because you're suddenly expected to have all these things figured out by this milestone of your 30th birthday and rarely all those things fall into place you know it's a tall order so I think to kind of Give ourselves more grace in being able to change course, to change direction in career, to end the relationship that we feel isn't in alignment. Like all these things we think we have to do, and this idea that things narrow is something that I feel passionately about demystifying. I actually think things broaden, it's just you need to change your perspective around it. So, those are a couple of the things. And then the sort of key Saturnian principles, which are discipline, responsibility, authority, autonomy, which all kind of sound a bit scary. Yeah, yeah, they do. They yeah. do sound scary, but actually, like, and again, they could not be more foreign to someone like me. Like, I was so scared of responsibility and couldn't authorize myself. But I believe, like, it's when you start to embody these things that you create more personal freedom and sovereignty so that you can actually. Be more of a free spirit it's not it's almost like you know some people I've spoken to who are creatives and very successful at it they're very disciplined and very structured with their creativity whereas I think we always think like oh, I'm more like oh I'm just like gonna write poetry all day and like sing and play the guitar but it doesn't work like that like you need to be like okay this is the time for this what actually needs to be done like being responsible about our spiritual hygiene are like emotional selves all these things are very Saturnian
0: feels like a real karmic journey that you've ended up kind of I don't know doing this podcast and the themes being like around don't don't you like based on what you're saying around like yeah that these had been like things completely alien to you and now to I don't know for me that just like when you're speaking I was just like this feels so karmic like you know like how healing to, yeah definitely how healing to yeah to be discovering to be embodying to be you know educating on these kind of things um and what, when you say karmic like what do you mean like it was meant to be essentially that like this I don't know like that for 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 you to have like discovered I guess not discovered yeah discovered the concept and then to be like work like Mm -hmm. when you were talking I could just like imagine this like this lightness that you've been able to bring to a subject that is actually like can be perceived as quite yeah very heavy um and like that can be I I feel like it's been quite a healing journey for you but then also for so many people and that's like it's just this energy of like yeah just
1: yeah I love that. I'm really glad that you said that because I was reading the audiobook last week, and some like when I've been doing it for sort of six hours, that that inner critic starts piping up. Oh my god. (laughs) You're gonna think you're really serious and (laughs) weird. And that's the thing, like anyone that knows me knows I'm not, but I also I lacked a lot of these things, and a lot of these things have helped me immensely. And I haven't actually read this book yet but someone was telling I've heard it in a couple of different spheres and it's Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert oh yes yeah and apparently mm-hmm. it's about like you know how ideas are almost like you know when people say oh, your spirit babies picked you like ideas are the same so ideas will kind of gravitate towards you and you know when you have something for a couple of years and like, I really want to do that I really want to do that but you keep putting it off and then like you almost forget about it and then years later you see someone else doing it because the idea wants to come to life and it's like if you're not going to bring me to life like I'll find someone that will but equally they they pick you yes and so I kind of like the idea that I guess Saturn returns a because like you know many people speak about it but I think it's important to authorize ourselves enough to be like this idea is pick me for a reason rather than feeling like an imposter or like oh, I don't I don't you know, there are many people that will be able to speak about Saturn probably more than me, but I think I give it an access point for people that allows it to be transmuted into their own experience so they can actually live it themselves. So true.
0: So true. Yeah. Cause it's not like, for example, you've done a degree in astrology, you know, like, yeah. And I feel like that could at times bring up imposter syndrome around like, you know, who am I to, to speak about it? But yeah, yeah, but at the same especially time, especially with the book coming out, I'm like, oh god, are people yeah. going
1: to be like, astronomers going to be like, why does she get to do a book on Saturn what Will happen, but I think, like you said, it's important to remember, like, I when I even speak to Nora sometimes and she starts going off, bus, I'm like, I have no, I'm completely lost. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so it can it can be so abstract, it can sound so abstract and so complex, and it's kind of similar for you with human design. I'm sure it's like you can communicate it in a way that people can relate to and can people essentially like you have to remember other heroes in their own journey and you need to be able to like give them the tools so they can go on their journey, not to overwhelm them with information that they're like, I have never no idea what you're talking about.
0: And I think that is, that is something that actually practitioners um, really struggle with. So often they're very gifted at their discipline, but the actual being able to share the message in a way that, has their audience um and their community actually understand it and feel it that's probably the hardest thing when they are so gifted yeah I think um and you know in your chart you have got this communication channel that allows you to convey the message or share the message in a way that's really going to be understood and heard by the community so I
1: don't know if you've ever like I remember I went to get my palm (laughs) read and they had um I have four rings on my baby finger and if you look you probably have three
0: yeah I don't have yeah
1: so I've got four which is actually really rare so, sometimes I look it up and it means like not good things but saw that like and this was literally five years ago and she was like wow that is all around communicating she was like you're supposed to communicate like and bring things to communities and people and share messages and I was like oh <laughs> It took a while for it to actually land, but I'm like, what? for all the spring on your pinky finger.
0: Wow. <laughs> I feel like that, that's going to be the clip edit that goes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone will be <laughs> I'm like, no, I've clearly only got three. That's so funny. Amazing. Okay. Um, so final sort of roundup question that I ask all my guests is, what do you think it kind of takes to create a... Um, a standout brand one or two things
1: I think you know it kind of ties into what we said before I think it's got to come from you wanting to do it just for doing it rather than it being based on an outcome and maybe that's particularly applicable to me because I feel like when things are too based on an outcome they've never worked because it's not coming from the right place it's like do something that you would do even if it didn't do anything you know just because you have to create it and i think that then knowing that actually just bringing it into the material realm is enough that that is a victory and i have to remind myself of that because we all get caught up in comparison of like oh well it's not going to be that then i don't want it or i want it to be like this thing so that's the goal whilst it's valid and important to have like goals and aspirations it's like just take baby steps on what you're bringing to life and why behind what you're doing it because I think that if it's too based on like and I used to be so driven by external validation, that's why I know this. It's like when it is based on the wrong thing, it's just gonna feel sticky every step of the way. Whereas when it's really from like a truthful place, things will probably just align and flow and just trust that. And equally I think it's really important and a hard thing to recognize when something isn't in flow to stop and i think we often we measure our investment in something by the time we've spent in it and then we're like well i've got to keep going and no one can really tell you otherwise you because you're the only one that knows whether you're kind of going down a dead end or whether it's just part of the process but to be really honest with yourself about that and i know that that's a hard place to be especially when we are in our early 30s because we're afraid to change course but actually like the beauty of life is it's long and you can change course at any point and things can really transform very fast if you just surrender and I think for me I went to see a healer when I was 29 and at the time I went to see her about a relationship um mm. it had just ended and I you know I was literally just coming out of my Saturn turn and mm. at the time I was just doing music and I told her that I was a singer and she was she was like reading the energy of my body and she was like "Mm, that's not resonating in your body (laughs) and no one had ever been that direct with me and I was like oh my god I and I was so disheartened but I was like I I kind of know that yeah but you know I I I've been doing it for so long I've told everyone that's what I'm doing that's what I'm gonna do and she was like well tell me the things that you like to do like what lights you up So I listed all of these things and then she was like nodding along. She was like, this is all true. And this is all what you're supposed to do. And I was like, how am I supposed to do all those things? And she was like, just open up your language around it. Just be okay with not necessarily knowing. And it kind of ties into what I said at the beginning. It's like how you communicate yourself is how you communicate to the universe. So if you're sort of saying like, oh, I'm not really sure, like, you're not gonna. It's not gonna give you something of certainty. Whereas if you you can even say, "I'm discovering what it is I'm supposed to be doing at the moment," or do you know what I mean? Like changing yeah. the energy Curious about pain. it
0: yeah.
1: um, is more likely to be an invitation for something that's mm-hmm. gonna bring it out of you. So that's like just one little detour. Yeah. Um, but then also, I think don't be afraid. I think keeping th- there's a power, and I think keeping things niche. Mm. because something that might seem really niche especially in today's world like that has the power often to cut through the noise and also to be you know if you can nurture a small community of people you can make a very successful business yeah it doesn't have to be for everyone
0: yes yeah Yeah. that's so true because I think like lots of clients kind of come to me like I want to speak to everyone and I kind of like I've got so much to share with everyone and like, I think part of the part of the journey is really kind of yeah surrendering to getting niche and choosing your field and then becoming known in in that in that area such
1: yeah again social media can be an amazing tool but it can be really disempowering for that because you're you're going on your phone you're seeing how like Thousands of people are doing different things and connecting millions of people. And then you feel disheartened yes. by your mission and it makes it hard to stay on track. So I think just, yeah, just keep it niche. <laughs> I <Like, laughs> love it. <laughs> honestly, there's nothing like Saturn returns is niche. Human design is niche. Totally. But I think that these things again is like, they're when it comes from an authentic and truthful place, like it will translate
0: so true and what you were saying about like the community as well you know that's that sort of concept of a thousand true fans like that's what exactly.
1: I actually was just about to order that book yesterday oh, you? I Feel myself getting into that like why aren't we like streaming a million oh, episodes yeah. you know what I mean and then I'm like yeah. god and my boyfriend said to me he's like you really need to check yourself with your definition <laughs> of success I'm like leave me alone <laughs> you No, know, oh, it's so good like that yeah <laughs> It's um, it's so true. Like we all, like I say this to the listeners just as much as I say it to myself. Like
0: I think that is just such a healthy reminder of like you can be because I'm sure people will look at you at the stage that you're at, like with the brand, and be like, "Oh my god, how can someone like Gaggy have like that kind of feeling or like you know have the imposter syndrome?" Or but it's just it just comes wait out. Wait till the book comes out. <laughs> like, wow, she is a troubled individual. <laughs> i can't wait to read it it. not for that purpose but yeah i'm sure it's such a joy um amazing so thank you so much taggy for being here with me and sharing everything you have and your vulnerability and humor um it's been a joy
1: oh thank you so much
0: (laughs) so just to finish off where um yeah where will people find you
1: they can find me on Instagram at Kaggy's World and Saturn Returns, Saturn Returns Co. And you can find Saturn Returns with Kagi the podcast, wherever you stream your podcasts. And the Saturn Returns book is available on any good retailer for pre-order. And it will be out in January the 19th.
0: Perfect. Amazing. Thank you so much.